What up everybody, it's Dan Greer with Eclipse DOT coming at you today to talk a little bit about traveling with my family for work. Yes, you heard that correctly. How I've done in the past, how I've done it since I started my business, how I did it when I worked for somebody else. Um, we're going to be going over all that stuff today just so you guys get a really good view and overview of all of that good stuff with me and so you can see it all. So let's cut to the intro, we'll be right back in just a second. The big question is this. How are leaders, like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Sweet! So glad you guys are still here. Today we get to talk about one of my favorite topics. Well, two of my favorite topics. The first one is traveling. Absolutely love going. You can ask anybody that knows me or watch any of my profiles, Facebook, Instagram, uh, even some of LinkedIn actually, and you'll see how much I love to travel and how much I go. And then uh, my second favorite topic is my family and how much I love them and how I found ways to like loop them in to what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and how to make it work and um, how I did it before we started our business and how we do it now that we own our business um, and just kind of work through a lot of that stuff because there is so many people come to me and they go, Dan, you're so blessed to be able to travel like you do and it's even cooler that you get to take your family with you and I absolutely love that and it's so awesome. And it's like, yeah, you could do the same thing, but we're broke. So was I. It's okay. I still did it. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about how I used to travel whenever we didn't have any money, how I travel when we have a little bit of money. We still don't have a lot of money, but like um, we have a little bit more than we used to. I would say we're not living on like rice and beans right now, but we're not eating filet mignons every night. Uh, well, most nights, right? Like, well, i got to splurge once in a while, but no, I'm kidding. We don't ever eat. I don't even think we get filet mignon cut whenever we get animal butchered. So <laughs> I can't tell you the last filet mignon I've had, and I never buy it at a restaurant, but I digress. My point is, is that um, today we get to talk a little bit about that and a little bit about how we've done it and how fun it is and how, how much of a joy it is to actually bring your family with you when you travel. And I think so many people lose track of that. And so let's uh, let's jump right into the real meat of this. All right. So I want to take you back to like 15 years ago, 15 years ago. I was working for the county. I was a truck driver for them. Actually, my title was equipment operator two. Better than equipment operator one, not as good as an equipment operator three, definitely not a leadership role. Um, pretty much worked Monday through Thursday and I worked four tens and I only made straight time. I never got overtime and I made like $18 an hour and I thought I was killing it. I might have got a raise to 19 or 20 bucks an hour. But uh, my point is, is that I wasn't making much money in my mid to late 20s and had four kids and we had our house we built our house and and that's a whole different story but we did that all ourselves saved a ton of money on it so our cost of living was low but we're a single income family now i'm going to be real real with you here when i worked for the county i brought home um about thirty-two thousand dollars a year was what a family of six well yeah we were six we had jacob while i worked there lived on um and we went on at least one to two vacations trips a year. 
And we found ways to do it on that income without going into debt over them. And it was a ton of fun, and we enjoyed the heck out of it. Now, we drove everywhere. Everybody asked me, Dan, why didn't you, why don't you fly? Why don't you fly? That's what they used to ask me all the time. Man, I, I, you should be flying. Tickets are cheap. They're 500 bucks a piece to fly. I'm like, 500 times six is a lot of freaking money, right? Like, and then I got to rent a car when I'm there, and then I got to do this, then I got to do this, then I got to do this. And so uh, when we first started traveling, we would actually load up in our minivan and we would drive through the night. I, and we would, I've always been huge at getting the most out of every single second of every day and living life to the fullest. And I didn't realize that's what it was called until the other day, but that's what I call it now is living life to the fullest. And I've always been a huge proponent of that and always trying to do that as much as I can. And so I would, I would go to work, I would work all day. And I would come home and I would take a four hour nap. I would take a power nap. Like I would, I would literally like, there were times that I would go up to my parents' house and I would go in the basement and I would go to sleep so that I could get good rest. And I would sleep for four hours. And then I would jump up at 10 o'clock and I would eat something and I would load everybody in the car and I would drive until two o'clock in the morning until I was exhausted. And, and I was always safe. Right? If I ever felt myself starting to get sleepy, I never let myself go to sleep in the car. I never let any of that stuff happen. If I felt myself starting to get tired, I would stop. I would jump out. I would do push-ups. I would run around the van. I would do whatever. It didn't matter where we were at or what was going on. And then about 2 o'clock, Jenna had been napping. or We'll call it napping. It wasn't really sleeping. Jenna would nap from about 11, 11 to 2. And then she would drive from 2 to 4. I would get back up at 4 after my 2-hour nap. Um don't tell her this, but it was because I was scared to death while she was driving. That's why I woke up after two hours. No, I'm kidding. She's a great driver. I love her to death. But I would wake up about after two hours and I would be ready to drive again. And then I would drive and we would get to the vacation spot and, and that's how we would do it. We would maximize our time that way. And my brother always was like, dude, you're freaking nuts. How do you do this? It's like, well, I'd leave it two o'clock in the morning once or twice a week for work anyways it's not that big of a deal like my body's become accustomed to to leaving early early in the morning for work it's not, not a problem you know i just go to bed early i get i get good rest the night before i make sure that i'm i've got my sleep bank all the way built up that kind of stuff but so our trip our trips would cost us like i remember going from colorado to the red to a lake in idaho to the redwoods and then back home and we only took one week off of work and uh and so i took 40 hours off of work and it was a nine or ten day vacation i can't remember we left friday we left thursday night after i got off of work and we drove we drove up thursday night we got to butte montana no we got to idaho it was coeur idaho we got to coeur idaho no it was washington oh my gosh this is this story just got way confusing um <laughs> we got we got to where we were going out in washington up above walla walla washington and uh and, and we didn't stop. We drove straight through and it was like a 22 hour drive or, or 18 hours. I can't remember what it was. And then, and we got up there and we stopped and we found the place where we were staying and we did a lot of shopping for where we were at. And we found a place with a kitchen at this was before Airbnb was big. Um, or we were too scared to try it or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, so we found a, a little condo, rented the condo for four days while we were up there with Jenna's family. We stayed in the condo. We, we made sure it had a stove in it so we could go to the grocery store and buy food. We went to the grocery store and bought food. And then and then we would we would travel that way, right? And then when we left there, we drove to the Redwoods and we found the cheapest hotel at the Redwoods. That And actually, we still go back to this hotel because it's so freaking awesome. It's called the Lighthouse Inn. It's in Crescent City. 
And uh, don't don't everybody go take in the hotel that I love up there, okay? Like, that's one of my favorite places to stay. And they had a family room. It had three queen-size beds in it. And it was like, oh, this is so heavenly. We didn't have to, like, sneak in. <laughs> we didn't have to sneak six people into a room with double queen beds to stay there or anything like that. Um, but it, it had the same thing. It had, a uh, like, a kitchen suite in it almost. And that was really cool. And then we enjoyed Crescent City a lot. And then from there, we deadheaded home. Got up 2 o'clock in the morning. It was a 24-hour drive home. Got home 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock the next morning um, because it always takes longer than 24 hours to get where you're going. If it says it's 24 hours of drive time, it does not. that does not include any stops and kids and people have to stop and I have to stop. But anyway, so we headed out and it was fun. And that was, that was one of our first big trips that we took as a family. But we did it all for under like $1,500, including gas, including everything that was going because we shopped around and we did it. Now, that was when I used to take time off of work to go because I was working a job that was sorry about that just knocked my phone over <laughs> I was working a job that was you know eight to five whatever it was it was a job that I had to be at I couldn't I couldn't not be at it and still work um, later a little bit later in life like let's fast forward a little bit and I'd, I'd taken a job with a company and they had hired me to be a CDL trainer and I actually banked hours when I worked for them. So they hired me in a salary position. And part of the deal that I made with them was is that if I work 50 hours a week, I get 10 hours of vacation for the extra 10 hours that I take. I don't want time and a half. I just want straight time off. I'll do a straight time trade. I'll keep track of my hours. You keep track of my hours. I don't care. And then if I take time off, I take time off. And, and you can't tell me I can't take time off because I'm in charge of my schedule. And it was part of the deal that I worked out with them. And it worked out really, really well. And so we made this trip up to uh, Yellowstone. Again, we cruised up to Butte, Montana. Um, did the same thing, left late, late Friday night after work. Uh, cruised up there. Spent three or four days with Jenna's family, came back home, went through Yellowstone, and this time we actually took a tent with us in sleeping bags, and our kids were all young, and I was I was a little bit younger, I was a couple years younger, about, I guess, man, I guess it's been like eight years ago now, oh my gosh, it's been a while. Um, anyways, we came home, and, and this was before, like I had my laptop with me, I could work on it, but I didn't have a lot of internet connection or anything like that wherever we were at, because Yellowstone doesn't have a lot of internet connection when you're camping, go figure. Um, anyway, so we, we came home through that way and we went camping and we stayed on like BLM property right outside of, right outside of the national parks and that's free camping. Once you get to disperse camping, you can stay on BLM and it just means that you can pitch a tent wherever. Now the roads aren't great. There's no water. There's no electricity. There's no bathroom. There's nothing like that. But the kids absolutely love that trip. We spent a night on the north side of the Yellowstone. We spent a night, night in the Grand Tetons. We spent a night in Moab. We spent a night, uh, and then we came home after the night in Moab. Moab was by far the most miserable on that trip because we were sleeping on rocks. I don't know if you've ever been to Moab, but there's like no dirt in Moab. It's only rocks, and so we were just sleeping on sandstone, and it, it was crazy. We've done it a couple times like that, but we just took a tin, and we loved it and enjoyed it, and that trip actually cost us less than $1,000 all in all, up and back, and gas, and food, and everything, and we ate hot dogs and, and beanie weenies, right? We, we Pork and beans. We didn't eat good. That is actually the trip that I discovered that I have to... Eat vegetables in order to be happy and not be grumpy as hell. So <laughs> I discovered that on that trip. Um, then we we went into to like I got a job. I got promoted within Crossfire to be a DOT compliance manager, and I started doing all their DOT, and I started traveling for work. And, and a lot of times when I travel for work, I didn't take everybody with me. But then I figured out how to take them with me on a couple trips, and I enjoyed that so much because it was like, hey. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny. It was it was like July, and I said, "Hey, I gotta go to Midland, Texas. Do you guys want to go with me?" And they said, "Yeah." 
We do. Nobody wants to be in Midland, Texas in July. But they were excited to go because they got to spend the week with me. And you know what they did? They hooked up with an old friend who moved down there. And they had a blast while we were down there. And they were like, oh, this is so much fun. And so then I was like, okay, we're going to figure out how to do this. And so while I was working, every night I got to see him. I got to spend time with him. And so then we had the ultimate trip planned, okay? We were going to travel all summer long. We were going to leave the end of May, and we were going to go back the beginning of August. And it ended up not being able to go a whole summer long. We ended up only being able to go for like a month. We were gone for uh, I had two weeks of vacation. I took two weeks off in the middle of my trip, in the middle of working. But um, it worked out really cool. So I loaded up my family, and we cruised around, and we did a tour of all the places that I needed to go anyways, Right, all the way up to North Dakota, we hit we hit all the places that I could hit, and then I was it was so awesome to be able to do that, and and the awesome thing about that was is that I didn't change the way I traveled for work. I traveled the same way I would have traveled for work. Like I actually saved my company money because I drove. My company didn't buy. I shouldn't say my company. The company I was working for didn't buy my family meals. I bought my family meals. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think I picked up ninety percent of my meals for that, unless I was eating lunch with somebody else. I wasn't like, oh man, hey. You know, Ezra, you should pay for all my family to go with me. This is, no. He just said, I'll pay for your gas and your hotel room. Do what you normally do when you travel. Anything else is above you. It's on you. It's on your dad. He's like, but you get to see your family every single night. They get to be with you. And when you're done, you're halfway to your destination. When you come back, you're right where you are. You get one day of travel at the end of the day, at the end of the trip, end of each section of the trip that I'll pay you for, for that day of salary. So, like, you work Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is your day of travel. If you're going to go for two weeks, you work Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Gosh, I can't talk today. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, take Sunday off for you. Then the next week, you could work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, have Thursday and Friday off because I'll trade you Saturday and the day of travel for you, the extra day of travel. And I was like, man, that's really generous. And I was so grateful for what he did for me for that. But anyway, so we, we cruised around and we actually ended up going all the way to Canada on this trip and then out to Pennsylvania for a week. And so we left. We spent two weeks on the road with the family and, um, and going to different places and doing different things. And I spent two weeks off, okay, and then took two weeks of vacation. And then I ended up signing back on like uh, three quarters of the way through my trip. I signed back on and, and went back to work. And when I went back to work, I ended up going to East Texas and then Houston and then West Texas and then El Paso and then back up through there. And it was a lot of fun. It was a great big trip. So we actually went from Colorado to um, Utah to Wyoming to North Dakota. And then I took some time off and then we went to um, Canada and Pennsylvania and out through there and came back home through Kentucky and saw the Ark as a family and got to see lightning bugs for the first time ever in my life. That was super cool. Never seen those before. I'm super stoked to see those again. I can't wait to go to now to like fly myself out to Kentucky and see the lightning bugs when I land. I think that's going to be so fun. Anyways, um, we got to see we got to see that and then signed back in after we'd left uh, na- one of the it wasn't Nashville. It was uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Signed back in because we had we had to stop in, in Mississippi the next day, like the very next day. So I drove a half a day on their dime, and then and then got to Tennessee, and then they picked up the rest of the trip from from not Tennessee from um, Mississippi, from Mississippi down to East Texas, down and and just all the way through. And we got to see a lot of people and visit a lot of places and do a lot of things. And and I worked for another two weeks on the road with a company. So we spent six weeks traveling. 
and my family got to be with me for the whole six weeks and it was and and I only took two weeks of vacation in the middle of it. So a lot of it for me is learning how to utilize and maximize your time because that's one of the biggest things that you can do in general is maximizing your time. Now you're sitting there and and some of you are probably sitting there thinking, man, Dan, that's great, but uh, I don't have a job where I travel. I'm not going to be able to make that work. I'm not going to be able to do this. Well, do you have a job that sends you to different places or you always report out of the same location? If you always report out of the same location, it's not an issue, right? Can, could you potentially work remotely? Could you potentially ask to work remotely? If you're if you're a truck driver, you're not going to be able to work remotely. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. But then you, you maximize your time, right? Like, okay, I'm going to take three days off of work or five days off of work and I'm going to take... Uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday vacation. I'm going to take a nine-day vacation for taking five days off of work because you maximize your time. And you come back to work, and yes, you're exhausted. Yes, you're worn out, but it was so worth it to travel with that. Now then, um, let's fast forward a little bit to where we are now because this is so much fun for me. What we do now is like taking my family with me to go on business trips, and this is what I absolutely love this. So we... uh. I, I uh, joined a group that somebody that uh, one of my mentors, Russell Brunson, has. I joined it last year, and I've really enjoyed being a part of this group. And he does a family event every year in Phoenix called Unlock the Secrets. And it's actually directed toward young entrepreneurs, so teenagers, um, kids, stuff like that, kids who want to start a business, who want to grow a business, who want to be like mom and dad, right? Because mom and dad are business owners for the most part who are in this. And, uh, and it's so awesome to go to that event. And it was all about the kids and to be able to take them there and take them with us and, and to have that much fun and enjoy it. And they got involved in it and they loved it and they learned about it and we learned about business and we got to see awesome, funny things and do do fun stuff. And it was just it was just a blast. Like I just didn't have any regrets from that, right? And then and then we took this job across Pacific Northwest in in January first. I got a call from a guy. He's like, hey, I have 400 drivers and we're under 10% compliant. Can you help us? And I was like, yeah, I can totally help you. I had no idea how, but I was like, yeah, I can totally help you because that's what every good entrepreneur does. They say yes when they feel uncomfortable. And that's what you have to do. <laughs> it's just say yes and then figure out how to do it. That's what that's what we do. That's how we work. That's the way we're wired. We say yes and then we figure out how to fulfill what we just agreed to do. Anyways, he calls me and he's like, man, Dan, I really need you to do this. Can you do this for me? Got to get these 400 drivers in compliance. Um, but they don't like doing stuff digitally. So I need you to go around to each individual person. And this was like right in the middle of COVID. So we were a year into COVID. I don't know if you know any of that stuff, but we're a year into COVID and it is crazy crap what we're going through right now. Anyways, um, as we start going through all this stuff, it's, it's really awesome what we come across as we get there. And so, so we load up our fifth wheel January 31st in Colorado and drive to Twin Falls, Idaho. <laughs> like, like our first step is like, first stop is like Twin Falls, Idaho. And then we go over to Idaho Falls. And then we drive back over across the state to Boise area. And then we go from there up to Spokane, Washington. And then over into Montana. And then down through Oregon, down to Bend, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon. And then, then down to the bottom. And then down into Grants Pass. And like, we went to all these different places pulling our camper. And we took a 35-day trip that we got paid to go on. All 35 days of it. Because of the way we bid the job and the way it worked, we made we did really good on it, and we were able to provide a stellar service for these guys, and they were super happy with us, and we were super happy to be able to provide it. We loaded up all our kits, and we went on a, a 35-day trip that we got paid to take because of the way that we worked it and the way we planned it. 
How wicked cool is that to be able to go on such an amazing trip and take your family with them? And the awesome thing about that trip was was that I I worked for like four hours a day, right? So I would work in the morning. I would get up and I would start at like six o'clock in the morning, and then I would go from like six to ten, right? And then I worked from like ten to noon at the computer finishing up getting a few things tied up at the house and then as soon as i got those tied up in the camper we would if we had time we would go out and play right if we needed and usually we set a day between each one and so i would we would play for that day and then the next day i'd drive to the next one and then in the afternoon i'd meet with their people and then and then the next morning we would load up and go to the next site and if we spent more than a couple days there we spent more than a couple days there and it was so much fun to travel around and do that as a family and so one of the things that i really want to just talk about here is the fact that so many people say, oh, you're so blessed to be able to travel, or you're so lucky. You're so lucky to be able to travel. I wish I could do it. I wish I had the money you had. We traveled when we had nothing. I mean, nothing. Like, nothing. $32,000 a year, single-income family, living in a house. We had a mortgage. We had a car payment. We could barely buy food. And we still found a way to travel. Now, we didn't go like luxurious and extravagant, and we didn't go do you know, a bunch of crap that we didn't have to do. And we found a ton of free stuff that we could do, like state parks and national parks and stuff like that, right? National parks aren't free, but they can be. You know, you get five days in most national parks for 35 bucks. Like, you can't beat that. You can go to the grocery store and buy your own food. And you can camp in a tent. You don't have to stay in, at the Ritz-Carlton, right? You don't have to. You don't have to stay in a beach house. But you can, we also found ways to stay in beach houses when we traveled by searching early and doing a ton of looking and taking a lot of time. And and those become rarer and rarer to find those good steals like we were finding a while ago. But my point is, is that it's all in your mindset what you're going to do. If you want to take your kids with you, if you want to take your family with you, you can totally take them with you anytime, no matter what. And, and they can go with you and they'll enjoy the heck out of it. Right? And you can make the best trip of your life. You can make the worst trip of your life. You can make every day at work the best day of your life at work or the worst day of your life at work. You know, the last story that I have is that we uh, we pull our kids out of school to travel. And I have no issues with that at all. A lot, of, a lot of, like, my wife struggled with it for a while. She's like, oh, my gosh, they make me feel so bad when I take our kids out of school. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. They do. And it's ridiculous. They shouldn't because school shouldn't get in the road of a good education. You're not getting educated at school. <laughs> you're learning at school, but you're not getting educated. Your best education you can have is traveling around the world, meeting new people, learning how the real world works. The school district, the school, the school system doesn't even teach you how to balance a damn checkbook. Like, what's up with that? They don't teach you how to live. They don't teach you about loans. They don't teach you about building credit. They don't teach you about business. They don't teach you about how to live life. They don't teach you about anything. They teach you how to show up. That's what they do. Because you get disciplined if you don't show up. You get detention if you don't show up. And then if you don't show up for detention, guess what? You get detention. They don't fire you. They don't kick you out. They don't put you in a different class. They don't They do not do anything like that crap. School does not teach you how to live. School teaches you the crap that our government thinks you need to know, which is not how to live. And it's not real life. And that's why so many people in this world fail. And that is for a whole new thing. And I totally just went up and ran. I apologize for that. But like, don't let school get in the road of a good education. And know what a good education is. A good education is learning. Learning from other people who are ahead of where you are right now. Don't be afraid to take your kids out of school to help them learn. Don't be afraid to take your kids on a trip. 
Because they're going to learn more on that trip than they did in that whole week they were in school. They shouldn't even give them homework when they're out of school for that week, in my opinion. Because even though they're relaxing, even though they're chilling, even though they're enjoying Universal Studios, they're learning so much more about how to deal with people, how to fend on their own, how to deal with, like, seriously. So we live in the middle of the country. And this year, we took our kids to Funnel Hacking Live, which is Russell Russell Brunson event. And it was in Orlando, Florida. And we uh, we went down a couple days early. We got one hotel for a couple days. And we stayed there. And we went and checked out Universal Studios for the first two days we were there. Then the next day we went to the hotel we were at and had a nice, awesome water park at it. And the kids had a lot of fun at it. And we told the kids, we're like, hey, this event starts at 9 o'clock in the morning. It shuts down at 10 o'clock at night. We are not going to be here. Do not fight. Do not get in trouble. We will be back any chance we get. Don't order so much for dinner that you can't eat it. We have a little itty bitty fridge in here. You got to figure out Grubhub. You got to figure out Uber Eats. And if you spend more than $75 on meals a day for all of you without approval, we got an issue. Right? Like we gave them boundaries. And guess what? All of our kids grew closer through that experience of us taking them with us and going to our event for the week. They grew closer, not further away. We thought, oh my God, our kids are going to kill each other. This is going to be so horrible. Oh my goodness, what are we thinking? <laughs> like, honestly, God, that was my thoughts. What are we thinking? And then in the end, we got in the airport to come home, and our kids behaved a hundred times better coming home than they did when we left. How crazy is that? We were going out there, it was like constantly, hey, Billy this, hey, Nathan this, hey, Brianna this, hey, Jacob this, hey, don't do that, don't pull her hair, don't do that, don't spit, don't stick your tongue out. Like, I'm not saying we told our kids not to spit, they didn't do that crap, but you know what I mean? Like, our kids are well-behaved, but they were 20 times better behaved coming home than they were going out there. And we gave them some freedom in a hotel room where we thought, oh my God, they're going to kill each other. But instead, they didn't kill each other at all. You know what they did? They thrived. They thrived because we gave them the responsibility. We gave them the freedom. We took them close to each other. We made them, we lived with nothing. We lived in a hotel room, right? And we made them fend for themselves to an extent. We gave them the responsibility to fend for themselves and it was phenomenal. I wouldn't trade those experiences for the world. So I'm going to end it right there, guys. I want to just say, hey, thanks for joining. Glad you guys are here. Hope you learned a lot. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got a little bit deeper dive into like who I am, what I love for, what I live for, what I love, the way we go. And then the um, biggest thing I got to tell you is this. Do not let school get in the road of a good education. Don't be afraid to pull your kids out of school to travel. Don't be afraid to pull your kids out of school to do what you need to do in order to get them what they need to actually survive this life. And last off, don't not travel with your kids. They're only in your life for so long. Travel with them every chance you get. Take them with you. Every chance you get, help them to learn. And don't make them be who they're not supposed to be. Allow them to be who they need to be. All right, guys, that's it. If you like this podcast, I want you to like it. I want you to subscribe, and I want you to share it. Take a screenshot, a selfie. Hey, this is me. I don't care. Take a screenshot of it. Take a screenshot of you. Listen to it wherever you're at. If you're in your car, uh, don't do it if you're driving. Unless you're at a stoplight or a stop sign, then you can take it. It's okay. Otherwise, don't do it while you're driving. And then, um, actually, I didn't say it was okay to do it then. Just don't do it while you're driving. I'm just going to nix that whole part. I didn't say that. Beep, beep. Okay. Anyways, don't do it while you're driving. But take a selfie of yourself. Listen to this. Like, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, if you're in the airport, if you're at work, if whatever, I want to see it. Tag me. Tag me so I can give you some love. All right, guys, that's it. Hope you have a good day. We'll chat later.